I know how we can open this. No, you Troy, don't. Do you want to sing with me? What are we going to sing? Dun, da, 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 dun, dun, da, 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 da. Link. He come through town. Was that the Zelda intro? You're not singing. No, because you went dun. I was dun, just dun, putting dun, in some music. No, no. There's. It's da, 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 da. not the fuck you were doing. You <laughs> sounded like Enrico Morricone's rejected fucking. Go to hell! <laughs> And welcome to World One Stage One. I'm Troy. I'm Simon. And I'm Jack. That was fun. <laughs> Hello and welcome <laughs> to World One Stage One. I'm Jack. I'm Troy. And I get to edit this out. Aww. Aww. No, I won't. I'll leave it in. Yay! <gasps> Yay! Sorry, I, I didn't realize we're actually waiting for a response there. I thought I'd leave some dead air so you could edit either side or jump in with a hello and welcome to world one stage one this is simon's radio voice hello. that sounded nothing like you <laughs> damn you sorry carry on hello and welcome to world one stage one i'm simon i'm troy I'm jack Fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> let's not do this whole ruined openings again <laughs> we've done this gag it's Have a we? bad gag we, yeah we did a gag like every show really <laughs> pretty much i usually just wait for you oh you should listen to the spoilers show yeah, I, should, I should listen to the show, really. Spoilers? We should do a spoilers show where we just ruin games for people. <gasps> Ares dies. <laughs> Not now we shouldn't. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> there's got to be a moratorium on some of the games that we talk about. You know, there's, there's a point when talking Samus about... Samus Aran is a woman. There we go. There's a point where they're, they're, <laughs> it's no longer a spoiler. Do you know why she's a woman? Um, because she has two X chromosomes. Well, she no, she's a, a video goo. game character. She's pixels. Uh, no, this is something I genuinely learned recently, which is they'd finished the game and they were trying to work out an ending and the director went, well, what if she was a woman? What if Zelda was a woman? <laughs> Zelda's a pretty cool guy. <laughs> he fights the Covenant. Is that, is that a subtle segue link into... It's not, I want to talk some bollocks before we start going through this because I've only got one page of notes and it's quite handily titled Zedler Notes. <laughs> 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 Sometimes well, you're my favourite person. <laughs> Not now. <laughs> Not this time. Shall I read a bit of listener mail? Oh shit, we've got listener Yay! mail. Shit, oh shit, yeah. So Sorry, from... we're too excited about that. <laughs> just, just the one bit, but I felt it was relevant. Oh, Is it sweet. Eddie? It's not. <gasps> it's from Stackblocks, aka ah. Alan. <laughs> I am the man who arranges the block. You've really gotten back in stride with the past few episodes, quality performances around, and I'm tremendously excited about the new Rotary three-man setup. Here's to hoping you keep up the killing spree for many episodes to come. Rotary three-man. All I see is I was like loaded into a tube and <laughs> rotated in and <laughs> out as kill. necessary. Triple kill. Kilimanjaro. Oh, and before I go, you bastards have to do a show on the Zelda series. I didn't realize how much I needed that in my life until now. Man. Well, like I said, I, I felt that was relevant to read out. Why on earth reason. did you think that was relevant? Well, because we're going to do Zelda at some Shh, point in the future. Tell, well, at some point, you know, could be today, could be tomorrow. 
the I title of the episode will probably have given you a clue. Oh shit, we do that whole title <laughs> that thing. thing. I thought we were going to do the Max Payne experience today. No, that's that's another time. No, it's not. We should totally do a Max Payne episode. We should. Oh. No, Max Payne hey, is Troy, good. Troy. <laughs> no, Max. And then fire. And then a fucking and corridor maze dream nightmare sequence. Which don't fall off ass. the beams. I mean, we shouldn't do an episode on Max Payne 2. No. But Max Payne... I didn't actually mind Max Payne 2 all that much. Because it didn't have the dream sequences. <laughs> I, I would say it's not quite the same in terms of classic status as Granted. the first one. I keep forgetting, do we do classics or retro games? Both. Okay, good, good, good. And Max Payne is just about both by now. That's true. That's true. But that's not what we're doing this week. No, we're talking about what we could do in the future. Listeners, if you'd like, the, if, you know, if you'd like that, hit the red button now. <laughs> um, by which we mean, you know, come in and come in. Don't don't visit the studio because we're barely here. But like, send an email or something. Yes, sending an email is good. Uh, to well, Simon at worldonestage1.com or contact at worldonestage1.com or Jack at worldonestage1.com or Troy at worldonestage1.com. But we suggest you don't email Troy at worldonestage1.com. He will email you back drunk. Or you can tweet us at w1s1. I'm getting a reputation. Or you can... Yes, you are, actually. That's another bit of listener mail. Uh, or we can talk what? to you on the forums at simplysyndicated.com. <laughs> there's more, my there's more listener mail. Yes, but it's mostly just... Uh, okay, I will read the other bit of listener mail. Are they coming on to Troy? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm really, really self-conscious now. From Matt, I just thought I'd point out that Troy didn't have to get drunk on rum beer nearly a year out of date. He could have been drunk on it during the Grasshopper Sandwich episode. Which now means that rum beer is canonical. Huh. Wow. We have our own running cannon. That's interesting. A running cannon? That's terrifying. <laughs> no, no, no. It's great. Don't cannon roll? I don't know. Like, cannon? How do you pronounce that word? Cannon. There we cannon. go. Not, not cannon like boom, but yeah, cannon that's what like... I was terrified of was a running cannon, like you know, firing grape shot and running at me at like twenty miles an hour on horse legs. Because you pronounce them the same way. Yeah. So, like, complete the sentence. Russell T Davies dislikes Tacklebell. straight people. Yeah. Okay. Well, all all applicable. <laughs> women. Yes, women is a, a good shout people? from Zoe. Do you know what we're hating on Doctor Russell. Who fans? We're not hating on George. That's true. It's well, George has had his time. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I was going to bring up Mr. Lucas this episode, and then I looked, and you know what I found out? That story I told you. Yeah. Apparently, completely, uh, what's the word? Uh, bollocks. Apocryphal, that's the one. I, I like bollocks. I like bollocks is another one. I couldn't find it anywhere. And I can't remember like where I first read that or who first told me. Was hey, it a dream? It might indeed have been a dream, but. <laughs> did, did you dream about Tom Cruise in a skirt? No, I'm fairly certain that film happened. Oh, no, the film happened. But to maintain a simply syndicated.com long-running tradition, Tom Cruise is not gay. Is that, a, is that one of our long-running traditions? No, but it is, it's a movie you should see, long-running tradition. Oh, he had a baby, so but I guess Tom Cruise is totally not gay. He is, he's totally not gay. I don't understand where it comes from. No. He's blatantly not. Yeah, blatantly. Yay! <laughs> Last time we ripped off Here Goes Nothing with our beer reviews. This week we've managed to rip off movies you should see. Next week, the world. <laughs> So well, yes. should be news of the world. Uh, and taking the helm this week, really, is Jack, because, as we mentioned, we are talking about Zelda. We're finally giving the people what they want. For some reason. And the interesting thing about Zelda is I've never really played it. Troy? I've never played it. I've made my stance in the console wars clear. 
So, Jack. So, Jack, I um, basically... Tell us a little you about don't have to introduce yourself. I have to introduce myself, because basically how I feel right now is that I'm doing really bad at taking this self-imposed sabbatical. Like, really <laughs> <Yeah>. badly. <laughs> I've been away for one, e- one episode, two, two episodes. episodes. Two episodes. All right. I shall read to you from my Zedler notes. <laughs> <laughs> it's canon. You see, I know, I know you wanted to take yourself and post sabbatical, but I'm so glad you're back. I'm so glad I'm back as well. <laughs> oh, God. So oh, where, God. Does, where does the story of Legend of Zedler begin? <laughs> <laughs> the legend. Uh, well, imagine if you will. All right. Japan. It's the 1960s. Shit. Imagine, if you will, a young Shigeru Miyamoto I can't. in shorts and a vest. A young Shigeru Miyamoto. No, sorry, you've lost yeah. me. <laughs> Running through the forests near his home. I'm making this sound a little bit more creepy than it should be, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, that or... Imagine him running from something. Like a lot of young guys, um, Mr. Miyamoto would eventually grow up to, I'm talking really fast, rule the Nintendo Empire, like a lot of young guys, who, who would eventually grow up. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of young guys eventually grow up, and, and this become... young guy grew up to become the head of a the lot Nintendo of them do. Empire. Some of them don't, but you know, oh, I don't know. No, let's not, let's not go down that road. That, no. that down that road lies tragedy. Yeah, it's true. However, he enjoyed. Exploring, going around forests and woodlands and caves and random crap that happened to be near his rural home. And one day, one day, he found a cave in the oh woods near God. his home. And he looked at it and promptly crapped himself and ran away. <laughs> finding himself absolutely terrified by the prospect of going into a cave that was really dark and all sorts of stuff. And went home, found a lantern. He went back to the forest. Did he put the lantern in his inventory? He he had to carry it. He had no inventory. Okay. So he actually had to, you know, physically carry it, which was balls of a shame. That's something he proved upon, though, in the game design. Absolutely, yeah. And took the lantern and went down exploring, and it really stuck with him. So when he grew up and formed Nintendo, he went to his good friend Takashi Tezuka, who many people may know is like the uh, of another driving force behind Nintendo. He's like the sort of the man behind the scenes, as it were. He's been involved in all the Mario games since the original Super Mario Brothers. I think recently he's um, gone into production, so he's like producer for all the Mario Galaxy games, all the, the all the Wii Mario games and Zelda games, all that sort of stuff. And the two of them sort of built this idea up together and it's like they wanted to make a game where you would go exploring dungeons and running through forests and, you know, picking up inventory and stuff like lanterns and all that to go exploring and just, you know, reveal this little... Uh, I'm making a lot of hand gestures here that's really not helping our listeners. It doesn't matter. You're getting the point across to us and Excellent. you're speaking quite clearly, so... Excellent. Well, yeah, not too quickly. gesturing. Excellent. No, not too quickly. Okay. And wanted to build upon this game where you would go and explore this great open land. Well, you know, you go into this great open land and go down a hole. <laughs> or go through dungeons and castles yeah. and all sorts. He was a big fan of Western fantasy. And, you know, I don't know if that shows in any of the other games. I'm trying to think if Mario shows any elements of Western fantasy. There's castles. I don't know. There's castles and mustaches. And princesses. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Princesses. And pipes. Plumbers. Yep. Yeah. Manual labor. There are no plumbers in Japan. <laughs> no? But yeah, princesses. This is another thing that comes up in a lot of Legend of Zelda. Yeah. How many princesses you must... It isn't just the titular... Uh, Zelda. There are so... 
many princesses. Yeah, this is something I noticed when I was watching you play earlier. Well, for all like, of like five minutes, and you did see I still a princess. managed to see a princess that was not Zelda. <laughs> and there was that time you accidentally got married to the fish princess. Yep. Oh my god. Yeah. True anyway. story. I couldn't make that up. <laughs> uh, lead us in. Tell us a little bit more. Who is Link? Right. Oh, Link, this is a bit complicated. I thought this was going to be really simple. I could have just said <laughs> a pointy-eared boy in stockings and a skirt. He's actually, he's actually more in a sort of a tabard thing than a, a skirt. Yeah, because yes, I think this is something that needs to be established for listeners who might not be familiar with the franchise. Uh, it's The Legend of Zelda. Yep. So who is Link? Link is the main character. Obviously. Of course. <laughs> I'm lost. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit complicated to describe. Basically, Link is a... He's a concept, really. He's a co- yeah, he? he's a concept. He's a recurring uh, event throughout the history of the this fictional universe of Hyrule. And every now and again, a grand, you know, uprising of something will happen in the, in the timeline of Hyrule. For example, a big army will invade. Um, an evil lord will try and take over the world. There will be a massive war. There'll be a natural disaster, that sort of thing. And a new link will arrive. There's you always, you know, in every generation there is a... Think of it like Buffy, only <laughs> slightly, I don't know, more or less feminine. So I'm, he's oh. an avatar. He's a physical embodiment That's of something. That's a really good way of putting it. But mm. he's always called Link. He's always, you know, wearing green clothes with blonde hair and, you know, pointed ears. Um, he's of the race of Hillians. I have still to this day not figured out what they are supposed to be. They look basically seem just like humans, but with pointed ears. Mm. I suppose art designers friggin' love pointed ears. Yeah. Uh, which is weird, especially in games like Ocarina of Time, where you believe you're a little elf that lives in the forest, and then they go, no, you're not an elf. And go, but I still have pointed ears. <laughs> what am I? Yeah, you're a Hillian. Like, oh. What now, am What's they? that? <laughs> is this embodiment he gives to, to whatever it is that's creating him, is this why he is always called the hero of... Yeah, it usually changes. I mean, um, he's called the Hero of Time. He's uh, the Hero of Age. is the Hero of Twilight in uh, one of the later games. Twilight Princess, I presume. Oh, yep. And indeed, in The Wind Waker, he is unfortunately called the, the Hero, Hero of, of Wind. Wind. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Thank I you, mean, Troy, for I that mean, excellent wow. demonstration. <laughs> I'd like to point out that that wasn't actually like that. a facsimile of farting. That was quite impressive. <laughs> Okay, so, um... <laughs> Probably best to cut that. <laughs> and that's that's Link. He runs around in a skirt. I keep saying this. He's in a tunic of varying colours, but starting off usually in a green tunic, stabbing enemies with a little tiny blunt rubbish sword and a shield, trying usually to save Princess Zelda. I actually found out an interesting thing, why she's called Zelda. Why is that is this because it's F. Scott Fitzgerald's wife, or is it that is. something I... That, ah, it's I was... Tr- yes. Uh, Shigeru Miyamoto really likes The Great Gatsby. Right. I and thought this might be apocryphal, but yeah, he no, said that true. he really liked the sound of the name Zelda, Zelda because it was one of his favourite author's wife's name, and he went, that sounded like a really pleasant name, so he went with Zelda. Yeah. That's as good a reason as any. Yeah. Well, it could cool. indeed be apocryphal, but it's, it's what I've heard as well, so... So it sounds like it could well be true. Yep. And that's the origin of the the name Zelda. It's also then sort of gone, that real world name has inspired the fictional character's name. And now the fictional character's name has inspired a real world name. Uh, Robin Williams' daughter. His name Zelda after after the princess. Zelda Ray Williams. Hardcore Ah. gamer. He he loves his gaming and uh, anime as well is another thing. 
I'm not surprised, really. And 40k. Yay. Yeah. He's an orc player, isn't he? I believe so. That sounds about right. Can you, yeah. can you picture anyone more suited to standing <laughs> behind a, a tide of green going, wah? No. So, yeah. 1986. So, this <laughs> game predates me. Not me, though. Here I am. I was one. <laughs> I don't know what actually came out in that year, but I like the 80s. I was there, man. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, the first game was, you know, pretty epic considering it was on the, the Famicom, on the NES. Yes. But still, when you look at now, quite basic. You had your wooden sword, which would eventually become a not wooden sword. <laughs> For some reason, if you were at full health, you could shoot lasers out of your wooden sword. And you ran around a world mostly being killed. I do remember, this is why I never got into the Zelda franchise, is I did play the first one and died a lot. Yeah. The first game is... Unforgiving. Unless unless you get it just like exactly right. You know exactly what you're doing from the get-go. It's completely unforgiving. It's insanely difficult. But there's an, there's an amazing plot behind it. There's a lot of world-building that goes on. Mm. Uh, only a little bit in the first one, but then, you know, quite a limited system. Yeah. Um, they they mentioned that the you know the world was created by these three goddesses etc 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 and there's the Triforce which is a three it's three triangles formed together that um, can give people power and all this stuff and creating a fourth triangle inverted in the center which is a non triangle because there's not actually the, it's a bit complicated yeah but um, this was another thing I was going to say um, that may be apocryphal but that's based on a Japanese family crest. This is not something I've heard. Ah, it's uh, the Hojo family or something like that. And it's meant to represent three fish scales. Huh. That's again, that sounds complete. Uh, honestly, that sounds completely likely. So mm. yeah. Again, it could be apocryphal, but it's something I've heard. That, I've, I've done my own little bits of research hmm. here and there. Because you are the general, man with the plan. <laughs> absolutely. But I was looking at more ephemeral sort of stuff, knowing yeah. that you would have the gameplay down. <laughs> oh, God, you put way too much faith in me. <laughs> I've got a lot have of you plot. played it? Have I played the original Zelda? Have you played the Zelda games? Yeah, so I guess I am a little bit ahead of... Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yes, and anyway, then you sort of got through that and you had to go off and... Well, I haven't even talked about the villain in the game. You went off to go and save Princess Zelda and was like, okay, save her from what? From the recurring villain. Just as there is always a Link, there is always a Ganon, who varies somewhat throughout the games, but is usually a giant anthropomorphic pig, wizard, man night thing he a bad guy he's, and he's a bad guy he is to begin with very two-dimensional bad guy he wants to rule the world who doesn't fair point you know in a, in a fantasy everybody wants to rule the world <laughs> it's true speaking of the 80s uh you know and you save the princess hooray zelda 2 rolls around a lot easier in the combat in a combat sense zelda 2 a lot easier in every other sense, so much more confusing. It's it's complicated in a very... You, you go from... It's, it's all entirely... Well, not entirely, but there's a lot of side-scrolling elements to it. A lot, a lot of the uh, Mario games. Mm. Now, the Ra- second one was Adventure of Link, or...? The second one was Adventure of Link, yes. Um, and this is, I think this is actually the first one where Link is mentioned by name. I believe in the first game... It was Legend of Zelda. You, you, always, you always choose your character's name at the beginning. Yeah. There isn't an option for a default in the first one. Mm. So I believe he's called Link in the manual and all the sort of the writings around the game. Mm-hmm. But, there, you know, if you just played it on the GameCube disc like I am... It'd be Legend of Red. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of people, and funny enough, this got sort of reworked into it, called the character 
Zelda. Yeah, because they thought <laughs> when, and Legend when they, of Zelda. When they um, translated the game to um, the, the original game to bring to the West, they added in little bits and pieces. Um, I can't remember the name of the game was, but it was basically a the director's cut, if you will, of the original Legend of Zelda, mm-hmm. which you were unlocked by putting in your name as Zelda. Ah. It unlocked basically very difficult um, dungeons halfway through the game. Just for a little bit of extra playability. So if you were doing it unknowingly... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> kind of a cruel practical joke. Exactly. But Legend of Zelda 2 rolls around, it's the adventure of Link. You know, I think there was a default name option there, you could be called Link. It, it becomes it's a little more obvious. It also had a very... I don't know if it's a bizarre sense of humour or if it's just bad translation. <laughs> Pardon me, I am error. <laughs> yes, it is, you walk into a town and... Uh, you are greeted by people who give you such handy advice as, I am error. Now, could that just be error text that comes up if it can't find anything else to say? It could be. Because was Zelda not also the franchise that had the, uh, this room isn't really here, please ignore it, if you went through a zone that was um, an error link, uh, an error... You'd go from a zone between stages by going through doorways or whatever. Yeah. And if you went through one and it was broken and it couldn't load the other world, you would walk into an empty room with someone sitting in the middle going, this room is not really here, please ignore it. <laughs> oh, it is, yes, the old man. That was the, origi- that was, uh, the original Zelda, yeah. Mm. And that was actually a bit of um, error code? So I think someone somewhere in the Zelda sort of writing staff had mm. a bit of fun with their um, writing of sort of dialogue and error messages. Yeah. And sort of stuff. They put a bit of a creative bent on there. Rather mm. than just having a blank screen, they would have someone saying, please ignore this error. It's um, a very early example of what Bioware did when they realised that they hadn't accounted for the possibility of someone ending Knights of the Old Republic perfectly neutral. So they just invented a scene where there were dancing girls? Uh, Well, specifically, the bad guy turns into a Twi'lek dancing girl and she and the hero then boogie away as the credits roll. Cool. Yeah. Impressive, isn't it? If you manage to finish perfectly neutral, you get the little Easter egg. But it's the same kind of Ah, we haven't accounted for this little error yeah. code. Let's throw in something fun. There's, there was also a really useful piece of advice, which, um, <laughs> funnily enough, has nothing to do with the game. I hadn't come across any puzzles in the game yet. I just walked into town. Oh, right, because you t- told me this earlier, and I thought this was relevant to gameplay no, somehow. Absolutely, there is. there was nothing of which this was relevant to. I just walked up to a guy, the first person I'd spoken to in the whole <laughs> game. All I'd seen before this was a comatose princess, right? Right. <laughs> then I walk into the town to find out, you know, what's going on. You say to him, presumably, Verk Dark Narkval. Well, you don't actually say anything, because Link has only ever, like, said one or two things in the history of the franchise. I mean, in, all of his dialogue is... is uh, completely comprised of grunts and shouting. Right, even and I believe, in, I believe in Wind Waker you can say, come on, to get people <laughs> to follow you. That's it. Uh, you walk up to someone and they respond to an invisible thing that you've just said to them. And the only thing he says to you is, if all else fails, use fire. And what on to that live note? by? That's where that yep, that's Legend of <laughs> Zelda 2, Link, uh, Adventure of Link. Also, I'm learning so many things. Yep. It's quite an old. It's also uh, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this from the original Zelda. Oh. <laughs> I always like that when that's the cat. Nope. Legend. Oh God, I've got to talk about the cartoon, haven't I? Yeah, you do. It, well, you don't have to, but if, if you feel the, like uh... you want to, please <laughs> go right ahead. Not 
for now, I don't think. It's dangerous to go alone. I had a fucking joygasm when I saw that. <laughs> there is an old man who just gives you a wooden sword saying it's dangerous to go alone. Take this. You know what? I feel actually a little bit safer not having a wooden sword. <laughs> At least if I've got nothing, I can't give myself splinters. I don't know, man. Best thing to fight a wooden horse with. <laughs> fire? <laughs> if all else fails. Use fire. <laughs> do, do, do. But, um, so it created a lot of memes. Yeah, but the, the second game also sort of cemented a bit more of the plot um, in that... <laughs> Link has died of dysentery. <laughs> it basically went... It, it gave you a bit more of the backstory to the world of Hyrule, um, saying that there were three goddesses. Din, the goddess of magic. No, I got that completely wrong. Goddess of power. <laughs> Good start. They were all goddesses of magic. They all had magical Right, energy. gotcha. Din was the goddess of power, and she had arms made of fire. Cool. Ah, if all else fails, use fire, and she created the earth. Right, I using fire. So far. Okay, which is why the earth is red. Oh, the earth is red. Yes, I've well, not seen the earth from space, so I couldn't. I couldn't yeah. say red clay. Yeah, no, I mean you can that kind works. of see where they're coming from. Yeah. Uh, then you had <laughs> then you had Nairu, um, the goddess of wisdom, who invoked all the sort of uh, used her magic to create laws, so physical laws, natural laws. Gravity, gotcha, all that kind of yeah. Stuff. Cartoon law, cartoon law, and finally had Faror, the goddess of um, courage, who created all the living things that rumbled around the earth, who would uphold these laws. And there you go. That's that's the creation myth of the land of Hyrule. That's not a bad creation myth. That's as they cool. go. And yeah. then the goddesses went got a bit bored and went, "Well, what are we going to do now? We've still got a bit of magic left." Oh, I've got an idea. And they all together made the Triforce. Is there only one? Because I thought the it's, first it's, one is the Triforce of Wisdom and the second the Triforce of Courage, it's a I bit believe. Confusing. The, the Triforce yeah. is both one thing and three things. Ah. You've got the Triforce, which is three triangles, mm -hmm. which um, when, he when possessed can be used to sort of create, uh, turn the world to one's own um, desires. Mm -hmm. So they give you ultimate power. And then the three goddesses looked upon this and went, that's really cool. Oh, dear, it doesn't know the difference between good and evil. Uh, we probably better put this away just in case it starts granting wishes to the wrong kind of people. And so they broke it up into three pieces and hid it away in the sacred realm. And the three pieces are the Triforce of... This is the problem is, they're all called the Triforce of... Ah, uh, I see. So each Triforce is three parts... And each one is a part of a three-part Triforce. Uh, this is the thing. You've got the Triforce, yep. which is three triangles. And then you've got the... One of the pieces is the Triforce of uh, The constituent power. triangles. Yeah, Triforce of power. Ah, I understand. Who, and this is where um, the... What the second game introduced was the Triforce of power is always owned by uh, Ganon. Okay. He always ends up obtaining it at some point. The Triforce of wisdom, always owned by Princess Zelda. Okay. And courage, always and owned by Link? And the Triforce of courage, always owned by Link. Because he has huge cojones. Exactly. So is there always a Zelda as there is always a there Ganon always and a Zelda, always a Link? There's always a Ganon, there is always a Link. I say there's always a Ganon. There are certain games where there isn't, but there are, I'll get into them later because there's some okay. very bizarre shit going on with the timeline in this but game. In this the whole game. thing of kind of there is always a Link, you yep. know, the, the timeline kind of creates a hero as it needs. Exactly, yeah. That's the Triforce stepping in as necessary Possibly. To it itself. could just be the goddesses doing a little bit. Personally, I don't... It, it, the timeline of Hyrule does stretch on for a couple of thousand years. Mm -hmm. So you'd think that after a certain point, people would start looking at, you know, there's a baby born, blonde hairs and pointed ears, 
and he likes to wear green clothes as he starts growing up. I think everyone starts to get a bit worried, going, oh, shit. It's coming. There's something on the horizon, you know? And there's a Princess Zelda, and this kid happens to always be called Link. Like, you'd think, after a while, people would start catching on to this. When, when you see that blue box, you go, oh, shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and as you pointed out before, this was uh, on the Famicom Disk system. Yep, in Japan. But the rarely known system, yeah, because no one bugger it used it. Yep. Um, so when they brought it across to America, they put it on the cartridge system, yep. and which is when they put in the little Easter egg of naming yourself Zelda opens up more options, which I've got to try on my copy, actually. Might I haven't seen if that works or not. I'm a bit loath ah. to just name myself Zelda, because, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's well, just let's... remember, you're naming yourself after Robin Williams' daughter. No, it's, it's more meta than that. It, it's yeah. more confusing. Naming myself after Robin Williams' daughter, after the character in the Legend of Zelda games. Which we're now naming. After Fitzgerald's wife. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, the game, I'll, I'll, I'll probably admit, I'm going to be playing, talking more about uh, the Ocarina of Time. Well, before we move on from 2. Oh, yeah. yeah. 2 also featured the, the classic gaming trope, I believe. I didn't introduce it, but do you not have to fight a Negalink at one point? Uh, that's the first one. Oh, is that I, the first oh, one? hang on. Oh, I could be completely wrong. I think it is the first one. He's one of the, the bosses you fight. Because mm-hmm. uh, you've got to go through nine dungeons, collecting three pieces of uh, three pieces of Triforce per three dungeons. So eventually getting nine pieces of Triforce. Yeah. Very, they like their threes. They do. And multiples of three. It's a very tripart universe. Yeah. Um, so you've got certain villains in there, like a dark knight called Dark Nut. <laughs> <laughs> and a wizard in a robe called... Wizrobe. No. Yeah. Is this <laughs> where you get your love of palindromes? Wizrob. <laughs> Wait, Wizrob is Wizrobe isn't a palindrome, is it? Kind of is. No, no, no. no, no. Do no, you pa- mean portmanteaus? Is... Oh, portmanteau. That's yeah, what portmanteau. I mean. That's yes, I mean portmanteau. Poop is a palindrome. <laughs> Poop is a palindrome. I, it might indeed be, but I just still don't know where Dark Nut comes from. I'm assuming that's just some sort of translation thing. Yeah, again, it's gotta be. Someone had a bit of a sense of humor when translating everything. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, they're, um, the bosses in the original Zelda are interesting. They're a mixed bag. Yeah. Um, I mean, there were games, there were games after Zelda 2, but before Ocarina of Time. Um, many of them. Yeah, but. Many. Well, no, actually, they're, they're, it's not that many. It's only the two, isn't it? it uh, was, Link's Awakening and, and Link, Link to, to the, the Past. past. Largely Which forgettable. came out in the other order, I believe. Yes, and they are <laughs> largely forgettable. Um, I, I've also got written down here that, um. Oh, no, it wasn't. It was um, was Adventure of Link, which is the which is Legend of Zelda 2, I believe. Yeah. Uh, the, G- the Game Boy Advance port, mm-hmm. lowest rated Zelda game ever. Oh. 69%. Wow, if that's your lowest rated... That's the lowest... In all the games they've made, that was the lowest score I could find. 69%. Okay. That's not Fair bad. Fair enough. Um, also, just to put it into context as well, there's also uh, 59 million titles sold. Mind you, you franchise. have to remember... Uh, in the video game review system, it's now become common parlance that seven out of ten is average. Yes, you're close on, <laughs> you're close on seven there. So yeah. but I don't know the the increasing kind of bipartisanship of reviewers to either go ten or zero. I hated it. There's there's very little <laughs> middle ground these yeah. days. Uh, that's true. Oh, at the time, it was common parlance that seven oh, yeah, out yeah, of yeah. ten yeah. was average. And to put it into even sort of closer view, that Ocarina of Time, which is the one I've just finished playing. There wasn't a single review I could f- I could find at least that was below sort of nine and a half out of ten, ninety five percent, nine out of ten, eight out of ten, that sort of thing. Well, Ocarina, I remember people 
losing their shit over, I think, is uh, putting uh, yeah, it mildly. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I can't remember if it was um, Ocarina or Majora's when I was working in game that it was it was Ocarina because Ocarina had the gold packaging, didn't it? Yes, yeah. Well, Definitely. actually, no, they, they, both, they both did, but Ocarina had the very, you know, gold packaging, shield, sword, yeah. all that sort Yeah, of that's the one. Yeah. Because, uh, honestly, I saw that and the Halo release, and that was the bigger release. Yeah. More people lost their shit more strongly for that game than Zelda, Zelda had an Zelda established has a fan base. Zelda's always yeah. a, a huge following, and this was the first one, sort of, you know, in the 3D and these new graphics that the N64 mm. could put out. And even even now, looking at it, from what the, the N64 could put out, is one of the most um, what's the word uh, challenging games for you know the N64 itself. Like you know, mm. they they did more with that than a, you know most other games. Could, but I I saw people nearly physically scratch each other's eyes out over the last few limited edition N64s with it bundled. Nintendo it was fanboys. terrifying. Nintendo fanboys, man. Oh wait! You're not talking about mothers. You're talking about actual gamers. Yeah. Reduced to oh, that's tragic. These were the days before the bay, though, weren't they? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. But I mean, even um, even on the bay, these were the highly prized limited editions. Yeah. These were not going on the bay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ocarina of Time man, did pretty well. I, I think of the sort of 59 million sales that the, the franchise has had. <laughs> That's going to account for a lot of it. Yeah. Because um, I remember my cousin bringing it around with his N64, um, showing uh, showing us that and thinking, just sitting there as a little, hang on, how old was I? 10 years old? My mind was blown. You liked trucks. Did you say 15 million for the franchise? Uh, 59 million. Oh, 59 million. Okay. It's, well, it's over a tenth. It's 7.6 million copies for Ocarina. Oh, wow. Not bad. Man, I've got to get in on this cash cow. Yeah, <laughs> we need to make a Zelda game. <laughs> no, or a movie. we don't. Oh, okay. I think we'll get in trouble if we make a Zelda That's game. That's true. Um, How many people went to jail over Tetris? <laughs> Wait, Shigeru Miyamoto can afford much better lawyers. <laughs> much better lawyers. <laughs> I think they're ninjas. <laughs> but yeah, the, um, there were also sort of games after Ocarina of Time. You've got Majora's Mask, which is another N64 title. Then mm-hmm. you started getting into Game Boy territory where Capcom came in. Well, the, the Capcom was sort of already been there. They'd uh, been there from the beginning. Nintendo hired them out to make certain bits of technology for porting games, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So Capcom didn't have anything to do with sort of making the game. They were a development team, right? Yeah, than exactly. And then mm-hmm. the time uh, after uh, Majora's Mask had been finished, uh, they were given the task of making a three-part game, um, which was going, which were going to be called the uh, the Acorns of Power. The oh. Acorns of Power. The Acorns oh. of Power was the first game. Well, Acorns from... of Wisdom was the second game, and the Acorns <laughs> of Courage was the third game. Well, from tiny acorns, mighty oaks do grow. These, these were then translated to sound, quote unquote, less lame in the American one. So they were beca- they became the Magic Seed of Power, the Magic Seed of Wisdom, and the Magic Seed of I gotta admit, you say magic seed, and I'm thinking wizard spaff. Yeah, I was gonna say acorns are actually not as bad as magic seed. Yeah. And uh, basically, they they decided that they were gonna put in this whole password system so the games could interact with one another, and you could bring certain items across from one game to another, and so on. They didn't uh, they didn't all play one after the other. They would all be released at the same time, 
and they'd be three d- kind of like the Pokemon games. Uh, I was about to say, do you have to catch them all? Yeah, and basically. <laughs> It all started falling apart. They realized they were making three huge games at once. They all needed certain bits of technology finished so that they could all interact with each different game. Right. And it looked like the game they weren't going to get made until Shigeru Miyamoto himself sort of piped in and went, why don't you just cut it down to two? So they did that, and which is where we get uh, Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages. Oh, so they changed the name again? And changed the plot. And oh, God. They, they kept, <laughs> they kept the, the same sort of system they'd been working on, just yep. changed the plot and all that sort of Okay. And, this, and this unfortunately means you've got a Legend of Zelda game with plot written by Capcom. <laughs> right. <laughs> also, right. in a universe obsessed with three, suddenly you've got a two. Yeah. Which fits about as comfortably <laughs> as a square peg in yes, a round I've, I've played or- uh, Oracle of Seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I got it for Christmas presents a few years back when it first came out. And it was a really good, really good play. Um, it, messed, it had this, since o- Oracle of Time, uh, Oracle of Ocarina of Time. The Zelda games have had a real thing for messing with the timeline. Right. Yep. So in Ocarina of Time, you travel backwards and forwards between a seven-year period. Majora's Mask, you can travel between a couple of days. You got you can go back in time 72 hours, that sort of thing. <laughs> Oracle of um, Ages, uh, I think it's a, oh, a bit more than that. You sort of you can jump forward in time about a hundred years. So and then jump back again yeah. to do certain puzzles. So you go to a castle and you can't go over a certain area because the floor's all sort of full of holes and all that. So you go back in time to when it was a brand new castle. And you can cross the floor. Exactly, that sort of thing. That makes sense. And Oracle of Seasons, you just you can cycle through the seasons. So you can't go to a certain way because there's a tree blocking your path. You just wait until it's winter. Because trees disappear in the winter. winter. Of course, absolutely. <laughs> that sort of thinking, you know what I mean. Yeah, well done Capcom. Yeah. You can't cross a river. Again, go to winter. That makes more across. sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of any other ones. There were, there were sort of lots of little things in there. Certain enemies didn't turn up in certain seasons as well as another good example. And that was where those, um, get, what happens in those games. Then we start getting into the GameCube ones like uh, the Four Swords. Yeah, now that's the one that, it was the first game since I played the original that really made me want to play it. Really? I love cooperative play. Ah, see, mm-hmm. I've never played Four Swords. But so. I never found anyone to play it with. Do you want me to get it? Well, you need like four people, don't you? Well, here's three of, four of us. Well, that is don't, true. No. What? There's, there's four of us, but two willing participants. That's true. <laughs> Troy, <laughs> you, you, you no. run around with bombs and you basically dick on each other. I can do that in my house. Yeah, <laughs> we would be doing it in I'm our so house. I'm so glad I don't I have it. I did it in your pillow. <laughs> I wondered why my bed was suddenly made yesterday. <laughs> I did that once. That's a mess with them. I, I went into his room and I made his bed. He lost his <laughs> shit. It was wonderful. That's such a good prank because it's so benign. It's hard to legitimately be angry about it. Oh, no, he was angry. Yeah. But you can't legitimately be angry at someone doing a favor for you. It's wonderful. <laughs> but no, it's odd how cooperative play can um, suck me into a franchise I probably wouldn't otherwise enjoy. It's yeah. like, like I enjoyed the Halo single player experiences right, right. as a cooperative game. Uh, like, I want to play Four Swords, but I've never had much interest in the Zelda games otherwise. You've got a Wii, haven't you? Crystal Chronicles. Yes! I, I always wanted to, to give up. that a go, but yeah. I've never had anyone to play it with. Very tempted to pick up Crystal Chronicles, but mm. then I don't have a Game Boy Advance. Yeah, true. So that might be a bit difficult. Oh, you've got a DS with a Game Boy Advance cartridge slot. We'll have to look into that. Yeah, I'll, I'll look into the sort of porting thing. Can we, can, I can't remember, can Wii's play GameCube games? Yes. Right. They're essentially GameCubes with add-ons. Right, I may have to get Four Swords then. Because <laughs> um, I've got a GameCube, mm-hmm. but um, 
not four swords. So if you've got a Wii, I can bring that around. Yep. Anyway, I'm getting a little bit <laughs> off topic in a way that's really we are. wonderful. Uh. <laughs> um, yeah, so then you've got the four swords. Then you've got... Um, Wind Waker was the, the other one that came Wind out around Waker, the same time, which, which was... split the camp of Zelda quite royally. That was the one that went sort of cel-shaded, wasn't it? Which and is when I stopped paying attention to Zelda. Highly controversial in the graphics. Yeah. I liked it. I don't blame you. To be fair, coming from the guy who doesn't really like Zelda very much, I watched a lot of Wind Waker being played. I kind of liked yeah. it. The thing was, my brother also was with me. Um, he was he was the Nintendo fanboy in the family. Yeah. Um, and he was very much with me when he first saw the screenshots of Wind Waker, mostly because up until this point, we'd seen screenshots coming out of the Super Smash Bros. Melee. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Link in that looked fantastic. It, mm. You know, he really did, yeah. Shades of, you know, realizing you were a kid. Those are, these are amazing graphics. You're never going to get better graphics. You're never going to get better than this. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Halo is as good as games need to look ever. Exactly. Halo 2 is as good as games need to look ever, and we covered that. Exactly. Yep. It's, that was the exact thing. But then they went, and here's what it's going to look like. And they showed us <laughs> Wind Waker, where everyone had giant heads. Everything was cel-shaded. Oh, yeah, it was really... all kind of chibi as well, wasn't yeah, it? Everything yeah, everything was all cartoony. It all looked a little bit Charlie Brown. Mm-hmm. It was really, oh, bright colors you yeah. know, everywhere. Water was like a completely flat color with these sort of rolling waves that were just made of like gray squiggles. It was so Stylized very, is the word. Very, very stylized. And I remember looking at this and just uh, throwing up my hands in despair. And my brother did the same. He eventually bought it. Thinking, you know, he's got a GameCube. Might as well get the latest mm. Zelda game on it. Played through it and completely warmed to it. And I saw him through every step of the way, watching him warm to this. And I hated it more and more every moment I saw that game. Because it wasn't just the graphics. It was... I mean, I, I, I understand. Graphics do not make a game. No, very I much c- so. I usually can get over... I probably would be able to get over the fact that it looks like Sin. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't look anything like Sin. Sin was a completely different kind it of a game engine. It looks as in ugly as. But... <laughs> oh, God. The, just It was horrible. They were like bird people that... Just kept stealing Link. Right, look like birds, taste like people. And you know, do you know what I saw in the five minutes that I was spending watching you play Majora's Mask earlier? <gasps> the 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 nut people, those the paragons deck- of character design, the and, Deku's. And then Link puts on a mask, and then suddenly he grows two flower propellers, and and you're Some complaining th- about bird people. There are levels of weirdness. I watched a anthropomorphized nut person with a. a <laughs> A birdo-type <laughs> mouth jump up and down on her father because of a monkey. Yeah. And you complained about bird people. Yes. How fucking bad must Wind Waker <laughs> have been? I found it pretty bad. A lot of people find it very good. I'm not... It's a difference of, of taste rather mm. than opinion. Because I will say this. From what I saw, these games are weird. Oh, yes. They're very Japanese. They're, mm-hmm. they're very Japanese trying to be Western playing game sort of thing. I, I don't... Sp- Think that you know us very well. It's this, if that's that sort of them trying to be Dungeons Western and Dragons sort of way, mm, okay. But with that same sort of sense of humor you'd expect from Miyamoto. And, yeah, yeah. You like DS? It prints money. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, Wind Waker. I, I'm assured it's a very good game. The thing is, <laughs> the graphics don't affect the gameplay, and the gameplay is exactly the same as I've watched you yeah. play through Ocarina. Majora's Mask. Yeah, it's the same damn game. But you quite liked some of the gameplay in Ocarina, specifically the combat. A couple, well, the combat was more um, like the the bouncing around, the yeah. sort of agility that 
Link displayed. It was the moves. The backflips and... Yeah, it was yeah. kind of cool. I could see the, the kind of timing and, and what have you, the patterning and learning your opponent, which would come into it. But that's true of most games of the period. That's true. But shut up. <laughs> but that said, I mean, <laughs> I, I've seen pictures that they were doing of the, the sort of tech demo of what they said it could look yes, like at that, the time, yeah. which were really very compelling. They Even looked for, uh, great. For a GameCube as well. Oh, God, amazing. yeah. I mean, yeah. it looks sort of 360 quality. Mm. It's really surprisingly good. Now imagine you good. saw that and then they go, uh, this is what we're and actually going to do. I've just reminded myself what Wind Waker actually did look like and I'd forgotten how badly done the cell shading was. Because yeah. I, I remembered going, well, I, I actually really like cell shaded games. You know, much maligned and much forgotten Ubisoft's 13 with David Duchovny. Yes. Mm -hmm. Really well done. Uh, Jet Grind Radio. Oh, really well awesome, done. Yeah. So cell shading, when it's done right, Works. Can be fucking brilliant, yeah. and I'd forgotten how bad and how flat um, the characters and, uh, were. Uh, Killer Seven's another brilliantly self-shaded one. True, there. true that, and how terrible Link's eyes were in it. Oh, the it was. A lot of people said it's like playing in a cartoon, and I, I now remember why that was such a bad thing to say, because we all remember how good. The Zelda cartoon series. <laughs> <was>. <laughs> yeah, there we go. The Segway Zelda in. CDI games, which were played <laughs> oh. like a cartoon. Yep. We remember how good those were. Mm -hmm. And remember when I said Link didn't say anything in the series? I am not counting the CDI games. <laughs> hey, what if I Ganon and the Forces of Evil? No, thank you. <laughs> I would just as soon not. So it, I'll, I'll come back. To, I'll come to the plot of Wind Waker, which actually wasn't that bad. Did some interesting things, but I'll, I'll come to that later when I do the whole timeline yeah. thing. Man, there are two separate. It's it's very kind this of is what happens Star when you, Trek. This is what happens when you start messing with time travel. Yeah, you do mm -hmm. split the timeline. Um, but yeah, after after tw uh, that, when you had uh, Phantom Hourglass, which is a DS game, which followed on from there, it was uh, a direct sequel, wasn't it? Direct sequel. Uh, a couple of years, I think, was in between them. Just while we're still on the subject of Wind Waker. Oh yeah, it was. It's there that. The plot splits, isn't it? Or is there then it was declared that there are two yeah, timelines? Yeah, it was that one was declared it and it, the it was from so one of the split timelines. Yeah. Uh, the other one was the next game I was going to come to, which was Twilight Princess, which yeah. I think so far is the latest one out. We've got another one coming out next year. Yeah. Um, Twilight Princess was the one where... Link it's Minish Cap. Oh, Minish Cap, yeah. Or Minish Cap, Minish yeah. Cap, whichever. That's where the timeline actually split, wasn't it? Or where uh, it was established No, Minish, Minish no? Cap is... it's. Four Swords-ish. I think it's that sort of timeline it came yeah. out. I, I never played it, unfortunately. It came out at the time of the second Four Swords game. That was it. Minish and Minish Cap is actually the earliest it's canonical the first setting in the whole. Yeah, yeah. That's the oldest um, setting in the whole timeline. But it is not by a lot. That's what fucking but it's, throws but me. But it's about one of the this. it's one of the latest games. Yeah. Right. This is this is where it'll start to get a bit weird. And Twilight Princess isn't the most recent because Phantom Hourglass came out after it. Yes. And there was also Spirit Tracks on the DS as well. Oh, Spirit Tracks. Yes. Which is. Oh, I haven't put that in here, but I forget when that sort of timeline fits in. But I don't know where it fits into the timeline of the games, but I know it came out last yeah. year. Um, <laughs> but basically, yeah. Fa and uh, it's uh, famous for having very different feel in the cover art between Japan and America. Yeah. Oh, this is this is a wonderful trend. I love looking at games with what could be innocent childlike characters as stars. The the biggest offenders here are Link and Kirby. Yeah. Right. And comparing their Japanese box art 
to their American box art. Okay. Oh, dear. Where the Japanese box art of Spirit Tracks, because it is about a train, a choo-choo train. Yep. And it is a kind of cartoony Zelda-looking train puffing along the tracks with Zelda stood where the engineer would stand, sort of leaning out and smiling. And the American box art, as I recall, was um, a sort of bleak grey with a stark monochrome train curving <laughs> off into the distance and Zelda in the foreground with his sword out and a monster behind him. Zelda with him. his sword out? Zelda's Link. <laughs> We're falling into that trap, aren't we? I don't play the games, god damn it. Uh, Link with his sword out in the very foreground with a monster behind him and much darker tone. Huh. It's like if you uh, look at the Kirby box art, sometimes it's as subtle a difference as giving him angry eyebrows. <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> He always looks more aggressive on the American box art because they know what American gamers are like. Exactly. And we get the American box art, so we get the more aggressive version. Yeah. Because we're Westerners. Therefore, we want grr games and we don't understand. I, I will admit, since seeing uh, There Will Be Brawl, which I suggest everyone goes out and watches, <laughs> I find Kirby to be particularly terrifying. <laughs> yeah. You've got to remember, he does eat people. Yes. <laughs> Just keep that in your mind, kids. But he does spit them out again. Eventually. The coral cannibal. They come out eventually. <laughs> but that's the true of anyone that eats people. They'll come out eventually. They're still alive when they come out, though. If you can call that living. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But yes, Twi Twilight Princess was the one where like monsters were appearing from an extra dimension and Link turned into a wolf. For some reason. So that... Uh, uh, so that Midna, who was another creature from beyond the dimensions, could ride on him. Hang on, go with me on this. Just you've got the wiki. Okay. Twilight Princess. Yep. And Sonic Unleashed. What right. sort of time period are we looking at release? Did I, they I do two werewolf games at the same time? Well, Twilight Princess was 2006. Right. Wow, it's a lot older than I remember then. And Sonic Unleashed was 2008. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. So there's, there's a couple of the time period between them, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you look back at sort of Nintendo and Sega and all sorts of stuff, we go, right, Sonic Unleashed, then two years back we had um, Zelda Twilight Princess, then how far back was it that we did Altered Beast? Uh, well, <laughs> I remember Altered but Beast. Twilight Princess marked, again, a big graphical departure because it was a lot more realistic. A lot darker, a lot more... Um, it almost looked a lot more like sort of Ocarina. Like Ocarina. And funnily enough, that's a lot to do with the timeline. Yeah. Um, I, I, as I started looking back, I realized that the the graphical and the art direction may have had something to do with the timeline, the, the plot that they were going with. Mm -hmm. Oh, which is interesting because, of course, in the Oracle games, the way you could, at a glance, tell which time period you were playing in was the color palette. Yeah. So the look has always distinguished From what time, time you were in. Yeah. And funny enough, the or the Oracle games, uh, Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons, don't fit into the timeline anywhere, or at least they've never specifically been told when they are, whether they're you know. Because you've got to remember, it's a different link. It's not always a different link, but it's usually a different yeah. link, whether it's a hundred years into Hyrule's future, a thousand years, a thousand years in the past, that sort of thing. Um, after Twilight Princess, I'm trying to remember now, I think we've got Skyward Sword coming out next year. I believe that's the name of it. Um, I believe it's something like that. Yeah, which yeah. is another, which is a prequel. Ah! No, don't. <laughs> right. If you're if you're gonna say ah oh, about prequels, this is gonna here comes the timeline. Right? Oh right. Okay, first game, Minish Cap or right. Minish Cap. Second game, Four Swords. Okay. Third game is I'm sh I don't know about this. 
possibly Skyward Sword, right. the, the one that's coming next year. All they said is it's a precursor to Ocarina of Time. Right. So it could be any time before that. It could that. be the first in the series. But either way, it has but to if it's before directly Ocarina. before that, yeah. then it fits in third in the timeline. Then uh, they made Ocarina of Time, which a lot of... Well, I'd say then they made Ocarina of Time Comes Next, which yeah. was actually written about in the manual for Zelda 2. Huh. They, they wrote about a, an event in the past uh, called the Imprisoning Wars or something like that, which was basically about a, an evil ruler that came to power sealed away by the hero of uh, hero of time or hero of courage i think they put him as and was sealed away in the shadow realms and now he's come free and you've got to go and stop him so huh yeah when you seal him away in ocarina of time that's you're playing through the history of hyrule it's at about 100 years before the first game that they oh ever made. my god <laughs> yeah ocarina of time is a is the sort of um the prequel trilogy of star wars to the original zelda games we got a lucas reference in. yay yay <laughs> And Are these games available on Steam? No. Obligatory reference. Yeah, they're not. Oh, God, we've actually done an episode. They're not available on Steam. None of them, I don't think. Yeah, well, no. we did Halo last time. Oh, fair enough. Okay, cool. Well, I say last time. Time before last. Um, net, right, okay, here we go. Ocarina of Time. Right. Where you jump between being an adult and being a child. Okay. At the end of the game, spoiler, Link doesn't die. You are sent back in time to become a child again. Whereupon the timeline splits. Oh, okay. Okay. Child Link, you go on to play Majora's Mask. Right. Which was a very bizarre little game, alternate dimension, alternate reality type thing, where you go to a... You chase a little imp down a tree stump, and you wind up in this strange world called Clock Town, where everyone around you is... You've met them before. They've all been in Hyrule. But... No one knows who you are. They've all got different names. They're all doing different things. It's the same people, but with just completely different personalities and all that sort of stuff. Alternate timeline. Alternate timeline, alternate reality. It's, yeah. it's difficult to say. Reusing art assets. Reusing art assets. <laughs> Reusing art is a good way of putting it, but it does add to this slightly bewildering feel of it. Also, the fact I have that seen it, the moon is 72 hours away from crashing into the earth and killing all the And he's terrifying. And has a giant face. What? Look, all right, go, go to Google Images and type in Majora's Mask, Moon. You and will lose your shit. This is and terrifying. And see what starts rumbling down towards what you. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Why is B's awesome face heading towards the earth? <laughs> what the fuck? If only. It's, it's, that, that's, if you just extend yeah, it out yeah, a little yeah. bit, it's the yeah, awesome face. the moon as it starts rumbling down towards earth. Okay, the, the awesome face got mad and decided to okay. kill everyone. Yep, pretty much. Okay, fuck that shit. Um... And when you complete Majora's Mask, you presumably sort of head on back to Hyrule. Do you kill the moon? Uh, you stop the moon from crashing into the earth. That's a no, isn't it? You can't really kill the moon. Why not? It's got a face. It's true. Vivek uh, didn't kill the moon. He just lives you know. there. No, Vivek lives in, uh, well, Vivek. Yeah. But he, hold, he holds the moon there. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, you then return home. And about 100 and 150 years later, I think it is, um, Wind Waker happens. There's a massive flood. All of Hyrule gets totaled. This is a massive spoiler, I will realise, to anyone that hasn't played Wind Waker. Spoiler warning, I just gave you a spoiler. Um, I think Wind Waker is a game which is beyond the... Pay although, yeah. yeah, we can't spoil this Wind Waker, you're, you're going around a... The world is mostly an ocean. There are little islands everywhere. And it's towards the end that you realise that this is Hyrule. 150 years ago, there was a guy called Link. Oh, God. 
that's your name. That's yeah. a bit weird. He used to. He was blonde and wore green clothes. Oh, I'm blonde and wear green clothes and I'm a good swordsman, etc. Et Guy et stole my gimmick. 150 years ago. And then you find out that there was a massive flood and all these, these islands you see are the mountaintops of Hyrule. Oh, okay. And there's an evil guy called Ganondorf. And this is my major problem with Wind Waker. There is an quote-unquote evil guy called Ganondorf who wants to unflood the world and bring Hyrule back to its former glory. That sounds terrible. So you kill him. <laughs> You're an agent of the status quo. That That's... Yeah. That's Link's job. Soulless was a minion of orthodoxy, and <laughs> credit to anyone who spots the reference. <laughs> I don't, unfortunately. But that's my that's my other problem with Wind Waker, right? That. Yeah, the fact uh, that you seem to be working on the side of evil. Yeah, pretty or much. Or at least the side of apathy. As soon as Link goes like retarded giant head baby, he <laughs> becomes <laughs> evil. It's, it's fascinating, because um, Wind Waker's the first game where they kind of it emerges that it's a separate timeline. Now yeah. that was was that actually and in the game itself that it's been told it's a separate timeline? No. Or was that there but we go? It doesn't fit in with the other um it basically says, you know, this is what's happened. It goes it gives you the plot of Ocarina of Time mm-hmm. as if you ended it as a child. Yeah. Funny enough, you end it as a child and then you go on to um Majora's Mask. You go on to Majora's Mask as you play as a child. Yep. You go back to Hyrule as a child. Yeah. Next game you play in that sort of timeline Wind Waker, where you play as a child. Phantom yeah. Hourglass, you play as a child. Everything's bright and colourful, weird, super deformed graphics and that sort yeah. of stuff. Everything's very cartoonish. What about the adult Link, though, from, yeah. from the, you know, the Ocarina of Time? Did, did you not just think that alternate timeline is an easy way of going, afterwards they've done Wind Waker, fan reaction is, oh my god, it's ugly! And some go, oh my god, it's so amazing! And they try and please everyone. Yeah. They made Twilight Princess, which is what happened from... Um, for adult Link's, adult Link's world and whilst they might timeline. very well have been trying to be all things to all people ultimately they seem to have done alright with it yep. yeah they've had to make two separate timelines two separate uh, canons but oh no that means they've got two separate running franchises exactly and then if you look at the world that um, adult Link's history went on from it's a bit darker it's a bit grittier there's like demonic portals opening in the sky and whatnot. sword battles on horseback with like orcs and stuff it gets a bit more hardcore, sort of. Yeah. So that's why I think went with the, the art It's more direction. Western fantasy than anime. Absolutely. It's exactly that. And that's what I think happened with the art direction. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's the timeline. Yeah, I would agree. The art direction in Twilight Princess is much closer to what we see in Western gaming. Oh, and then if you ignore this, this divergent timeline thing, after Majora's Mask, you've got Link to the Past, Link's Awakening. Then, then the original 1986 Legend of Zelda. Uh- <laughs> and then Adventure of Link. All those spells use fire. That is the most futuristic setting. Oh my god. I'm actually having an aneurysm. That's a pretty Not messed up timeline. timeline. Uh, mostly, uh, because, mostly because it goes, here is the timeline, here is the divergent timeline, here is the other divergent timeline, here is the timeline if you ignore the two divergent timelines. <laughs> when they resolve. Yeah. Well, one of they, the are things... par- they are sort of parallel timelines. They're, they're both true. They're both happening at the same time. Yeah. Now, we probably ought to talk about what's pretty much common, especially in the more recent games, because they have a fundamental core of gameplay. Yes. And then each one seems to have a gimmick specific to its story. Yes. So the ocarina has the ocarina. With your original games, it's mostly run around, 
stab things. Fill up your hearts, shoot your sword with power. Fill up your swords, fill up your hearts, shoot your sword with power. Earn they were nice, simple games. You yeah. had a wooden sword that was upgradable. You had a bow. And eventually you could get things. Yeah, you get things like a bow. You could get a boat. You could get a candle to yeah. light things. You could get bombs, that sort of stuff. Yeah. And the second game, you added a bit more. You, uh, you could also like get different clothes and stuff, like a white tunic that made you a bit stronger yes. for some reason. And a lot of that remained fairly constant throughout. Yeah. Hit Ocarina of Time sort of area. There's, there's a couple of little bits they added in Link to the Past and um, Link's Awakening, that sort of thing. But nothing really major until you get to the big 3D games. Uh, you know, uh, the big uh, the N64 games. Yes, the generation shift. That's the one. Oc- yep. uh, Ocarina of Time. As well as doing the whole thing of dungeon crawling, getting different items in dungeons and maps and that sort of thing. It also added in this thing of the Ocarina of Time. Yep. A little clay doodad with holes in it. That an you, ocarina. An ocarina. For those, for, I'm <laughs> saying for those of us who don't know what an ocarina ah, is. Ah, fair enough, yep. Um, which you can use to play certain songs. Like the Star Wars theme. You can play the Star Wars theme with it. Uh, certain, uh, as well as the Simpsons theme. Uh, cer- <laughs> and certain songs do certain things. Uh, for example, there are songs that teleport you to different temples around the world. Like the Forest Temple, the Fire Temple, the Water Temple, and so on and so forth. Um, there are songs that make it aut- uh, jump to the next um, cycle, so it can either be day or night. Yeah. So get a bunch of zombies to follow you who melt in the sunlight and then make it daytime. Yes, that's right. And you don't jump from time. It's a song that actually makes the sun move, isn't it? Yeah. Well, depending on whether you're in a town where the, where time doesn't um, progress or right. out in the world map where time does progress. Gotcha. If you're in a town, it'll fade to black and then it'll cut to you walking into town at say, nighttime. Oh, okay. If you're out there, out in the world map, you play the song, you can actually see the sun rocket through the yeah, sky that's at what I remember. miles an hour. That's what I remember. Yeah. That's terrifying. You're <laughs> ruining the world. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, there are other songs like the Song of Storms. You can make it rain and make a guy inside a windmill go insane. That was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I want the song that makes, wind, uh, wait, makes Millers insane. Yep. That's an awesome song. Uh, then you got Majora's Mask. <laughs> added the... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Majora's Mask added the um, mechanic now, of masks. Yes, I was going to say they're pretty. Si- you know, the simple. Ocarina of Time added the Ocarina of Time. Majora's Mask added masks. Yeah, it's uh, different masks do different things. You're, you've yep. got your main masks. The Deku Mask turns you into a Deku Scrub, which is a little plant man that can blow bubbles and walk on water for a limited period of time and fly and fly for, again for a limited period of time. Uh, weirdly enough, you can use the ocarina as a Deku scrub, but it's not an ocarina. It's bagpipes. Right. For some reason, it transforms with you. Okay. The Goron mask, which turns you into a Goron, which is like the Zelda equivalent of dwarves. They live in mountains. They're good at craftsmanship. They love bombs and hammers and like eating. But they're nowhere near as cool yeah. as dwarves. No. They're also like eight feet tall, made of boulders and idiots. <laughs> <laughs> they always pick... A mountain infested with dragons to go and make their home in. Well, maybe that's because all mountains are infested with dragons. No, they're not. They're not all infested with dragons. Only the ones the Gorons go and pick. Uh, they oh, just... I hate Gorons <laughs> so much. They're so thick. You have to go and open up uh, the, the first mission for them in the Ocarina of Time. You've got to go and open Dodongo's Cavern, which is this little cavern beneath their mountain. I'm right? sorry, could you say that name again? Dodongo's Cavern. Awesome. Which is the, Dodongos are basically <laughs> like little baby dragons. Right, so you can't, can't say like, Dodongo, can't and all I can see is just so jiggling. Wait, right? wait, a Dodongo is a Dragadiddle? I like this, no, yes! It's a, <laughs> it's a Dragadiddle. 
Do you know why you've got to go and open this, like, and go and look through this realm of evil little baby dragons that all want to eat your face and eat Goron faces? No. Because it's a quarry. There are some really delicious rocks in there. Gorons eat rocks. That in itself is not a problem, but they live on a mountain. There's plenty of fucking rocks around. Why do they need to open the fucking quarry? Delicious rocks. Yeah, delicious rocks. They've become such great gourmands, or whatever the hell you want to say, they can now only digest the most delicious of rocks that come from the Zongo's cavern. That's their own fucking fault for building themselves into an evolutionary cul-de-sac, says I. (laughs) You're the worst. (laughs) I hate (laughs) gourons. They also have no set, like size they, they don't stop growing you meet gorons who are half your height when you're a kid you meet one that is the size of a mountain they don't stop. that's pretty cool they don't stop growing i don't know if they just don't stop growing because i've met a really old one who's normal size how many dodongo caverns do you think the fat one had little adventurers go and clear out for him exactly and he gives you a knife he gives you his one of his knives which is like a great sword yeah it breaks after the first time you use it <laughs> You've got to go off and do the whole side quest to get, just to get a, a sword that doesn't break. Well, Granted, you see, it's the most powerful sword in the game, but... You can now see why they need you to open up the cavern. They're, Their swords are rubbish. Yeah, they're idiots. <laughs> it's like he starts complaining that he's got really sensitive eyes, so he can't make you a sword once the volcano's erupted. It's like, don't live next to a fucking volcano if you've got sensitive eyes, you prick. Then you've got the Zora mask. <laughs> Sorry, I just heard a Jack rant. That was wonderful. Yeah. I'm trying to be very... I'm trying to... I love Zelda, so I'm trying not to let... Shout at the fucking... Gorons too much! <laughs> well, I love it. You're taking on my role as the knowledgeable guy who's going to monologue, and you're taking on Troy's role as the guy who's going to rant. I just... We, I, I don't want to... We, I don't we can rant go home, Troy. <laughs> I don't want to rant too much because I know that's your bit. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm rant. not very good at ranting. Go, go. You're I'm, doing quite well. No. Fucking Gorons! Why do they have to roll around their own fucking mountain? It's like, I want to talk to one guy, but I can't because he rolls at 25 fucking Mach 10 whatever it is speed in a circle. The only way you can stop him to talk to him is to throw a bomb in his tracks and blow him up. (laughs) At which point he gets up with a very confused (laughs) and lets you talk to him. Do you know what he wants to talk about? He wants to complain to you about stopping him from rolling. He's nearly killed you by rolling into you and knocking you off the top of that fucking mountain. But oh no, he wants to complain at you for stopping him. And relax. You did kind of ruin his bit, though. That's true. Oh, don't even get me. Oh, the Goron's in Majora's Mask. You have to stop a baby Goron from crying. That sounds like a really worthwhile thing for yeah. the hero of the time. Do you know how you have to stop him from crying? With a bomb? You have to bring it. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> you have to bring him his dad. His dad's His fucking dad enormous, is eighty million years old. And he's not enormous. <laughs> no? They don't. They don't get older as they don't get bigger as they get older. There's no set ruling on why they get bigger. His dad is a normal-sized Goron. He has a massive hunchback, a huge beard, and lips the size of Link. Ugh. And a walking stick, and he can only like talk through trembling. What? And he's missing. No one knows where he is. You have to go and find him. Do you know where he is? Where? Frozen in a fucking block of ice because he was taking so long to walk home that he got frozen in a block of ice. How does that even happen? Well, no, no, ice ages? No, no, it's not an ice age. 
They're just near a mountain. They're, they're, they are up a mountain. He's not up the mountain when you find him. So there's no excusing like the temperature differential. Right? And he walks at like half a mile an hour. You, you wake him up and he goes, oh, I'd best head home and starts walking off like a fucking sloth. And then you tell him that his son is crying, at which point he freaks out and charges off faster than you can chase him on horse. Wow. Well, shows they have family values. Yeah. And this this point that you go and then visit a Goron ghost and then you get a mask that turns you into a Goron. And I was so happy that I could become a Goron. <laughs> and then there's the Zora mask. Then there's the Zora mask. This lets you turn into a fish person. Cool. The Zoras are... Ba- if you look at Gorons as basically being like your, your dwarves, Zoras are more like your elves. They're a bit more haughty. They're a bit more refined. They like art, that sort of stuff. And they all live underwater. They are fish people. They have gills and fins and they're very good at swimming and for some reason in majora's mass they give them the ability to generate bioelectricity well a lot of fish do exactly but you can use it as like a barrier and a shield to kill people whilst you're in the water that's cool and it also turns your ocarina into an electric guitar made from a cartoon um fish skeleton with the head and the tail and then the little wow cage okay that's kind of cool you can wail on it by just sort of like moving around the control stick he actually like properly leans back into the guitar and does the whole excellent i like that sorry yeah Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. You do then form a Zora rock band, I believe, in Majora's Mask. Cool. Zora prog rock. And this is uh, all fine, yes. but remember, bird people are right out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they look so, they're not, like, Gazoras are not quite fish people. They sort of, they, you know, tall, white, sort of elf-like with these Jack, weird fins and all stuff. were you looking at the same fucking game I was? <laughs> they are, fish people. No, no, as in, right, when I say they are fish people, they are sort of this horrible hybrid sort of thing. Gorons are rock people in the uh, sense that they are large, craggy things. The bird people in Wind Waker yeah. are just people, yeah. but from the nose upwards, they are birds. And, and they have wings, wings instead of arms. Yeah. Right? Right. And that's more dumb than... Yes, that's admit, more dumb! No, the Zora look like Maya Alert kings with all the polygons gone. <laughs> the king looks like a very overfed Maya Alert okay, king. No, the king just looks like a fish. Yeah, he is just a fish in a red dress. He looks like a puffer fish who's really happy to be and here. And then you go and save his daughter. Well, all from... puffer fish look really happy to be here. That's <laughs> one of really the things tense. I like about puffer fish. And well, you go and... So well, time, you go worried. and save the king's daughter because she's ended up being swallowed by their god. Right. And then you save her and she's like, oh, I'll give you this gem that you want. By the way, this is like a Zora engagement ring. So we've got to get married. (laughs) Then you meet her again in seven years. Imagine like getting engaged to a girl, then disappearing for seven years. You come back and she's not even hot. (laughs) Yeah. Well, she's a fish woman. Is she hot by the standards of fish women? Well, she's the only fish woman. In Ocarina of Time, she is the only female. (gasps) But they do lay eggs. (laughs) (laughs) Which, to be fair, is like one more than the Gorons have. That's what scares me. Majora's Mask, you see a Goron, parent, and his son. No females. You don't see a Goron female. Maybe they asexually reproduce. Yeah, maybe the term to get your rocks off is is literal. (laughs) Or maybe they just just look... Maybe they bud. Maybe they all look exactly the same. (laughs) Who knows? And then there are other races in this there as well. This the belief that Gorons simply spring up from the ground. Which they probably do. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Gorons! <laughs> I'm so glad that set him off. That was brilliant. Uh, and in Wind Waker, you have... Is it the Wind Wand or something like yes, that? Yes, it's, uh, it's not... It's a conductor's baton. Yeah, but it's got some ridiculous name. I forget. 
like the wind one. Yeah, something like that. Which and you, you use it. to conduct the water? Uh, no, the wind, because you sail around in a boat with a sail. Yes. Oh, so yeah. You so I suppose the wind and yeah to blow you off in the right direction, as yeah. it were. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so the blow stick. That's what it is. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Oh yes, we were talking about different things at the games and the the gimmicks. Yeah, I um, really I I would like. Put down a lot of stuff for here, and then Can I realised I went on a big rant. I'm very sorry. That's okay. No rants are good. People Can aren't going to know anything about these games. I'm hoping that someone will listen to this and go, "Oh, I've never played these games. I will go and play them." I found it quite informative. Oh, good. So I'm assuming there's some sort of hat in the Minish Cap. I've never played the Minish Cap. Okay. Uh, is there four swords? There are four of you. You have swords. Phantom hourglass. I'm presuming there's an hourglass. Again, it follows on from Wind Waker. I sort of stay. I have actually got it. Um, I've not played enough of it to be able to fully give you an answer on that one. I'm going to no. play Wind Waker. Good man. I'm going to play Wind Waker just so I've got an opinion on the series. Yeah. Don't play Wind Waker. Play there one we of the, go. Right. Play one of the games that we already have. Jack. Yeah. You've already got Wind Waker. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. It's on your I have a 20 minute demo. Oh, no. No. I'll go buy a Wind Waker then. Moving swiftly on from this trolling. Um... <laughs> Twilight Princess. Now, there's no ocarina, baton, masks in this. It's just that you turn into a wolf. Or is there something that grants you that ability? I believe the ocarina is still in there. Uh, but there's no game-specific... No, I mean, the whole thing is that you turn into a wolf. Where does that come from? I forget why. <laughs> All I remember was Link turns into a wolf and is ridden around by Midna, who is this... Right, what is Midna? She's... She Dude, is an unholy being from beyond dimensions. She's rule That's what 34 she is. bait is what she is. Which is terrifying. Yes. Her head is bigger than her body. And she wears a giant hat on top of this giant head. When you got a big hat, you need a big head, I guess. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Bring me a hatter. <laughs> and uh, I believe it's Twilight Princess that actually brings us the sort of secondary adversary, uh, Vatil. Okay. Because they basically decided, well, Ganondorf's getting a bit boring now. And so they sort of pooped on their idea of, you know, there will always be a After Ganondorf. After 10 games yeah. or whatever. Well, what I, I liked that there was always a Ganondorf, always a Link. Always no, a Link. I like the triumvirate. I do. It they makes a lot of sense. They could have changed Ganondorf a little bit. I yeah. mean, they changed a bit off in, like, the first one, he was an evil wizard. Second one, he's a giant pig monster. Third um, one, he is this sort of swarthy um, prince of thieves from the desert. And it's not like Link doesn't change here and there. Link doesn't change. No, he does. From child to grown man, That's from it. wolf. <laughs> yes. <but laughs> I mean, he's always the young swordsman from. Yes, but it's know, it's. He doesn't change as drastically as Ganondorf or Zelda. If I leave in the, in the Wind Waker, becomes a uh, a pirate. Okay, so Link doesn't change a lot. Zelda changes somewhat. Ganondorf changes quite a lot. Yeah. So he's really the one they didn't need to sort of kick out. Yeah. <laughs> Funnily enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the last sort of thing to step on in is the other media, <laughs> as it were. That's not the last thing, because you're going to take us down a horrible path and leave us with a bitter taste in our mouth right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, but don't worry. I know how to bring the show around and end it on a high note. Okay, so cool. you go where you're going, and then I'll save the day. Who here remembers the CDI? No. Me! Yeah. I didn't have one. It's but one of the few systems it. in history that I've never had any interest in owning. <laughs> but I definitely remember it. CDI gave us some Zelda games. Yeah, it did. Moving swiftly on. 
No, just I think if anyone needs to know anything about the CDI Zelda games, just go to YouTube, type in scrub, scrub, scrub. It's mm. all you need to know. <laughs> yeah, that that YouTube poop. Yeah, they got it right. They oh, I MS Paint should not be used to make well, cutscenes. We have talked on this show before about how the CD-ROM media revolution <laughs> uh, led to developers filling discs with shit because there was space. Yeah. yeah. And the CDI, unfortunately, Just encouraged this development model. Did not break the trend at all. And the Zelda games on the CDI are sort of um, standout examples of the genre. They stand out, all right. One can certainly look at her, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, to, to bring the show around to a happy, happy conclusion... I know your opinion on this topic as applied to gaming, Jack, so why don't you tell us a little bit about... Now, is it called the hookshot or the claw shot? Oh, the hookshot. Oh, my God. <laughs> Might this indeed be the origin of why I fucking love grappling hooks? I'm pretty sure it is, which is why I mentioned it. Because okay. I thought maybe, as a little finale to the show, you might like to talk about oh, it. Oh, you've, you've made my evening. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, this might, I don't know if this has ever, ever come up in an episode before. No, but you do fucking love grappling I hooks. I fucking love grappling hooks. So you're going to do it, you're going to do it right in the right voice. I fucking love penguins. <laughs> <laughs> Physically? <laughs> Platonically. Oh. And physically. Um, then platonically again. <laughs> Than the large women, <laughs> but this may indeed have have come from the hook shot and then the long shot in uh, Legend of Zelda: Creed of Time. Aha! Uh-huh. That lets you attach onto a very finite number of things, but <laughs> that finite number of things does include enemies, which I'm quite happy about, except for those ones you really don't need to get close to. Yeah, I, I saw that happening. <laughs> saw me. What did you do? I, I was being attacked by a giant, heavily armored knight with a great axe. Oh, the kind of thing that's most dangerous in close combat. Yeah. I assumed, because most enemies, when you hookshot them, if it doesn't kill them outright, because it is essentially the, like, the most, it's like a really powerfully wound spring, so it's like the closest thing Zelda has to a gun. Yeah. I thought it usually either kills people outright or stuns them. I thought okay. it stun the knight, allowing me to wail on him with my big Goron sword. Well, that seems like a reasonable assumption. Yeah. What happened? I fired my grappling hook. The knight got angry, and I was propelled rather quickly towards the knight as my grappling hook retracted. Oh, I like that. I, I had a feeling it was going to drag the knight towards you, but to know that it dragged you towards, towards the, the knight, knight is actually so much better. He was better. locked on a course of action. There was no I was dragged off my feet, landed in front of him, whereupon he promptly bitch-slapped me into a wall where I lost half my health. He did pro- It was just like... Yeah, most, most enemies will take off like half a heart container <laughs> off you. I lost six whole heart containers with one blow <laughs> from this motherfucker. The hook shot is a is a blessing and a curse because I have to use it as much as I can. <laughs> but then there are games like uh, Just Cause. Yep, or Just Cause Two. Just Cause Two because oh my god, uh, Arkham hooks. Asylum, Arkham Asylum's grappling hooks. Yep, uh, the latest Castlevania has both grappling has grappling hooks. And Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart and Robert Carlyle as well. And Robert Carlyle, yes. Uh, and Jason Isaacs. Ooh. Ooh. It's gotten better. Yeah, he's, he's playing, uh, I think I told you that he's playing Dracula. 
Oh yes, you did, and I remember being impressed at the time. Yes, and now I'm impressed all over Hooray! again. It's, it's, a, it's, another, it's like opening your presents again. It's, it's double wonderful. soup Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, I love I fucking love grappling hooks. If anyone like knows of any games with grappling hooks in them, if they <laughs> if they form a major part of the game, that's ex- uh, except Bionic Commando. That can go eat a dick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, although, I agree. Although, like... although I do have a Bionic Commando action figure. <laughs> Oh no, I am a grappling hook. Yeah, whore. you are. I have a Bionic Commando um, figurine on my on my bookshop. Bookshop? Bookshelf. <laughs> I need to take him to the bookshop. You, you do have a bookshop. I do. I need to take him there. It's I not in, your bookshop. I work in a bookshop now. I might as well run it. Bold I I have, no, I have Mr. No, Homer. no basis for that claim, but the people at home don't know that, <laughs> except they do now. So, yes. yeah, if anyone knows of any good grappling hook games, send them in because I need my fix because I've just finished Ocarina of Time. I've still got Majora's Masks to get through, and that has a, lo- a hook shot in it. But, you know... That won't last long. Once that's gone, I have to go back to the original Zelda and uh, Link's Adventure. So they don't have grappling hooks as far as I remember. Oh. Twilight Princess does. Wind Waker does. There we go. It's mm. a reason to play Wind Waker. I might. Listeners can't see my shocked face. <laughs> yeah, I might actually play Wind Waker. That's impressive. You know what? I'm going on a hunt. Listeners, because I'm not going to be here for certain episodes, we've got yep. others, we've got the rotating cast and whatnot. I am now... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Troy, people also can't see you rotating. That's fine. The joke's better if they can't. <laughs> I am now going to track down a copy of every last Zelda game, including the CDIs. What? And I'm going to see if I can find the consoles. Hey, we've got eBay. I'm going to marathon Zelda. You want to try and find a CDI? The whole timeline. The whole timeline in order. Don't don't buy a CDI. No? Dude, don't. I'm, I'll have to if I want to play it. Don't. I could find an emulator, I suppose. Probably not. But nobody does that. But ignore those. Ignore, just ignore the they CDI don't fit, games. They don't fit into the timeline, so I could do them last. They're also... Not awful. good. <laughs> yeah, they're not by the original developers, as far as I recall. That is true, but they've got the name. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to marathon Zelda. Not like... In one sitting, because no. you'll die. But I'm going to yeah. play through the Zelda games. And also, I have to say, on the timeline of release of Legend of Zelda series games, CDI games aren't there. Ah, fair enough then. Uh, were they even Legend of Zelda, or were they Zelda? I can't remember, if I'm, if I'm entirely <laughs> honest. That might get difficult, though, I just realised, because we've got Skyward Sword coming out next year. Yeah. Uh, and that actually fits in... After Four Swords. So I've got Minish Cap, then Four Swords, and then if I finish that quickly, I've got to wait a year before I can start playing it through in the timeline. <laughs> oh, fuck it. I'll just play all the Zelda games from release date onwards. That seems reasonable. You're yes. mad. I am mad. But this is going to be so fun. I'm one down. I've completed Ocarina. But it's out of order. So? You're going to have to go back, play them in release order, and play Ocarina again. This is my sad face. <laughs> oh no <laughs> so I think that about wraps it up, it up for Zelda my, you know at least know that I'm doing something whilst you guys are I am I am doing my I'm in the field game researching you're yes. playing games we've done shows on yeah well done you're a hero to us all absolutely well I can do a recap episode that's true it doesn't have to be on this podcast I could just do a recap episode in my room alone <laughs> but I, I 
think I speak for many of the fans when I say it's fantastic to have you on the show again. Thank you very much. It's, good, it's good to be here. You have had the helm for an awesome show. I've learned a fair bit. Excellent. I've thoroughly it, enjoyed no, no, myself. No, I, haven't, I haven't even completed my Zedler notes. <laughs> oh, anything else you want to just quickly dash off before we leave it? I will double check. This is important because Zedler. Yeah. <laughs> you made notes. It would be... A... Oh, uh, just one little thing. Everyone should go out and play any of the Legend of Zelda games. I mean, I think you're probably going to get most enjoyment out of Ocarina. Is that in your notes? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, and uh, one tiny note at the back. Uh, Andy's birthday party has been moved to... to hang on, hang on. To <laughs> today. <laughs> what else is in my notes? Oh, nuts. Quite literally. Uh, Did you just scroll well, in huge letters? Nuts! Tactical Marines. Uh, I think... Oh, Roy Mustang. I think we're getting away from my Zedler notes now. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Deku Nuts... Roy Mustang, Tactical Marines. Yeah. I these aren't all, Zed these aren't all Zedler notes. Some of these are like notes for other things that aren't Zedler. Exorcists. Um, Mogadishu. <laughs> I am reading out random words here. Demagogue. Uh, these are all in here. Mogadishu Slug, demagogue. Fire. See that. Teacher. Prototype. Well, I just want to leave this episode on the note that uh, the Legend of Zelda series is responsible for what I consider to be the sweetest... Not in terms of sweet, but actually aww. Aww, um, a pair of nerdy tattoos I've ever seen, mm -hmm. which is a couple. And the guy got Zelda tattooed with half a heart container. And she got Link tattooed with, with the opposite half aww. heart container. So together they would make up a that's, whole heart container. That's terrible. But it's aww. Yeah. Funnily enough, are you aware of the wrestler Cody Rhodes? Yep. He has Triforce. He has a Triforce. Roots. Yep. Well, it's referenced in a lot of places. Most re recently and most notably to me, uh, the Scott Pilgrim movie. Yep. Heavily referenced Music in as well. There. Damn you, Edgar Wright. You've, you could have done this episode <laughs> a lot better than I could have done. There would have been some really good, like, uh, rapid cuts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Opening a cupboard. Awesome fight scene. And then just Jack opening up his Captain America notebook full of Zedler notes. They're not full of Zedler notes, but contain one. One page has Zedler notes in my Captain America notebook. Want to eat the microphone? <laughs> so before that happens, I have been Simon. I have been Jack, about to go off on a massive journey through Hyrule. When I come out of it, I may have a Triforce tattoo. I have been Troy. I might just stab him. And this has been World One Stage One. The world Good is night. Hyrule. Good night. The stage is the castle. Goodbye. Don't understand music. The sad thing is I hear that tune and I think Smash Brothers. That was World One Stage One. Visit our website at world1stage1.com, join our forum, send us an email, or follow us on Twitter at W1S1. And, of course, our thanks go to Power Glove for our theme tune.